Attachment leads to jealousy. The shadow of greed, that is. What must I do, Master Yoda? Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NYU Grad's Daily Podcast. It is Friday, October 27th. I'm recording this after market close. Uh, just wanted to uh, let you guys know that um, I'm dedicating, as you can hear in the prologue, I am dedicating this episode to the wise Yoda. I want to actually quote uh, something that was cut from the movies. Uh, it was cut from a script from Revenge of the Sith. He says, In a dark place we find ourselves, and a little more knowledge lights our way. And I think this is a perfect tee-up to Friday's session. You know, and I'm going to cover a lot of things today. Uh, hopefully I won't go on too many different tangents because as you know I like to keep it really tight and focused Um, this is my 79th podcast episode it all basically started from July 4th weekend when I said to myself no more delay there is no try as Yoda says there's only do or do not and I embarked on this journey with the true intent of, and I don't think I've ever covered this, but um, I'm going to get a little personal, which I typically don't do on these podcasts. Um, I'm over the age of 40, and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from my own mistakes, from my mentors like Bill Cara, my colleagues and friends in the finance industry, but mostly from my own learnings, whether it be my own mistakes that I've learned from or my own research uh, in different styles of trading and investing that match up to my own strengths and weaknesses, right? Because there are many ways to make or lose money on Wall Street. Just the same way as uh, if you've ever gambled at a casino or on sports betting because this is all speculative okay this is all speculation this is not um, a consistent income type job and that's why it's so hard and that's why over the course of time it's very difficult to win against the house because just as casino games are mathematically stacked up for you to lose in the long term and for the house to win, I would say it's even drastically more weighed to the house for Wall Street. So with that said, I feel like I've learned a lot and I've and I want to um, I, I wanted to have an outlet, not just in written word but also in spoken word uh, and soon to be uh, webcast and video. Uh, a medium where I can share this knowledge in a concise way over time because it's very hard to learn what I've learned in a, in a, in a bottle. Uh, and it's even harder to teach it in a truncated bottle. So 
I, you know, I, I always uh, get kind of um, skeezed out when I see YouTube videos where, oh, you know, subscribe, sign up to my newsletter. Hey, I have this course, you know, three-step course, how to be a great day trader. Like, it really irks me because there's just no way that someone can learn to do this in a week, in a month, in a year. So knowing this, I thought Substack was a great medium for me to primarily start sharing this knowledge over time, cataloging it, not only for myself. I don't have kids yet, but um, if I am blessed with that, if my wife and I are blessed with that, uh, I wanted to have a, uh, a place where these lessons can live on beyond my own life so that in the future if we have kids and they grow up they can learn from these podcasts and substack um, lessons so thank you for uh, supporting this journey for me um, it's been quite a ride uh, doing the work doesn't feel like work to me like you know there have been times when I've been sick or I've been away and I still want to produce content I think the only time I've said hey no podcast uh, today was when literally there was nothing to say right like I felt like hey uh, <laughs> there was really nothing to glean from that day's session and I didn't want to waste the audience's time uh, so I'm committed to this. And the reason why I'm sharing this is before we jump into today's market, um, I wanted to, um, I've been kind of hinting that there will be a premium, um, offering. And when we get to maybe three to 4,000 total subscribers, I will release it. We're right now at 1300 subscribers and I feel blessed. Because uh, I've only been doing this, this since uh, the July 4th holiday of this year. Um, I've already been featured on Substack twice. Um, and it, it's a blessing to be able to do this. You know, my main vehicle of uh, income and wealth generation is trading. But this is kind of the side hustle uh, on the side as a passion project. And uh, it's really a pleasure for me to do. I hope you can tell from the output of the work, um, but I did want to give you a preview. I didn't want to like uh, all of a sudden say, hey, I'm kind of going behind the paywall. Thanks, but see you later if you're not going to subscribe to the premium. So what I'm doing to, uh, today, starting today to Cyber Monday, which is November 27th, um, I still don't know when I'm going to do the premium uh, paywall. But from now till Cyber Monday, if you subscribe for free and then you pledge for the future, uh, once the future paywall comes out, I will be uh, allocating a 33% discount to those subscribers once the paywall uh, is announced and released. Um, the steps are pretty easy to do. Uh, if you don't subscribe to the Substack, you just hit subscribe, give give the Substack um, box the email address. And then once you're a subscriber, 
and you come back to the Substack on my Substack, you'll see um, the subscribe now button change. It'll show pledge your support in green. And once you see that, you hit pledge your support, and then you're brought to a page where you can pledge uh, and, and um, support the writing with the future subscription. So the yearly is 180 per year, monthly is $18 per month, and the founding members, if you want to kind of donate a little bit extra for the work that I do, is 250 per year. Um, so whichever of those three you choose to pledge, I will notate your account to have a 33% discount eventually once the paywall goes up. Really simple to do. It's basically a 33% discount for supporting uh, my work, my writing, and the podcast. So I just wanted to let you guys know. I will post the details of this promotion on each uh, podcast show notes. So if you didn't write down these steps, it'll be written as clear as day on the show notes in the podcast. So just a heads up, I want to thank everyone that has already pledged and subscribed, and I want to thank you in advance uh, for doing so. Uh, Again, it costs nothing to pledge right now. You're just saying, hey, I value uh, this Substack and this podcast. When the paywall goes up, I will pledge to be a subscriber in the future at $180 per year or $18 per month. It's a little cheaper if you do the annual. Uh, so you're getting an additional discount. So thank you, thank you in advance. Um, with that said, let's jump in. There is a great disturbance in the force. If you've been following my Substack, this should be no surprise to you. Um, the Dow tanked today, yet the NASDAQ was up. And I'll go through this, and again, If you're a subscriber, you can probably finish my sentence as as to why. Today on Friday, October 27th, we had 44 new highs. We had 1,255 new lows. That's across NYSE, the Amex, and NASDAQ, all three. But... And I've yet to do this for you guys. If you peel the hood even further and just look at NASDAQ, we had eight new highs and 413 new lows. How is this possible if you are a first-time listener that the Dow can be down 366 points and the NASDAQ be up 47? Answer is very clear. It's the Magnificent Seven. It's just a few of the names holding up the world. And I'll go through the numbers. So today you had Amazon off of their earnings yesterday up 6.83%. Keep in mind this is not, this is well off the highs of of what Amazon was doing intraday, but they're still up 6.8%. Meta up 2.9%. Apple up 0.8%, Microsoft up 0.59%. You had other ancillary names that are not Magnificent 7, quote-unquote, but you had Intel up 9.29% off their earnings. 
AMD up 2.95% off of sentiment of the Intel earnings. Um, that's how. These names are holding up the entire market. And keep in mind, Microsoft not only is part of the S&P 500, not only part of the NASDAQ, but Microsoft is also part of the Dow 30. So this is how they're doing it, okay? But underneath, you have deterioration everywhere. Um, when I take a look at the sectors for the day, you had the, uh, you only had a few. You had three green uh, sectors: consumer cyclical, tech. Again, this is because of Microsoft and Intel. Basic materials was up 0.22 percent. Everything else was red, leading to the downside. You had healthcare down 2 percent, utilities down 1.8 percent, financial down 1.6 percent. If you take a look at the weekly performance. Communication services down 6.59%, energy down 4%, healthcare down 4%, industrials down 2.5%, technology down 2.15%, financial down 2 real estate down one65 This is really bad. And I was on Substack Notes saying, hey, if some of these uh, Wall Street firms like Citadel, BlackRock, Goldman, JP Morgan, if they don't turn flip the switch for their algo um, HFTs from sell to buy before the close and we close near the lows, my warning is that Monday or someday next week, they're going to need circuit breakers for the sell-off. So um, with that said, um, just kind of going over my notes here, what really stuck out? There was no quit in selling all day. Uh, there were a few bounce attempts, but they were pounded. No hope in sight. The breath was not picking up to the upside. It stayed consistent, consistently pressured to the sellers. Um, you know, it's Friday. VIX crush Friday was a real thing. Every Friday, the VIX would get crushed. Not today. Uh, the 10-year yield was closed unchanged it spiked a little but then it came down a bit and i was still watching yields in real time saying oh yields are coming down uh maybe because we're so oversold wall street would step in to defend no uh didn't happen what was strong uh gold was strong but the gold miners are not reacting well volatility uh was obviously um pretty strong today uh what was weak i'm not going to go through that list it, it was a, a horror show um what to watch i'll be honest with you earnings are coming out next week apple is next week but next week the only real uh two things you need to watch for is the apple earnings and wednesday you have the fed decision for rate rate hikes or no hike uh and their plan or their dot plot uh, for the rest of the moving guidance. That's on Wednesday. Uh, that's all that really matters, to be quite honest. And then also the political, geopolitical conflict going on in the Middle East uh, as that expands and the uh, Israeli troops have already went in on the ground. Uh, I think over the weekend you're going to see a lot of news on that. 
Um, those are really the things to watch. You know, do I really care about any of the other earnings releases next week other than Apple? No, uh, not really. Uh, that's really the only one that I'm really looking for. And then on Wednesday, you have the um, New York, I mean, the, the federal rate uh, decision and forward guidance. Um, did I have any other notes here? Uh, no, I mean, this is really it. And again, looking at the timestamp of this episode, we're at 16 minutes. There's probably about 10 minutes of me doing that intro and letting you know the promotion. I really keep this tight. I want to give you guys what really matters because in finance, in stocks, and on Wall Street, you can get lost in too much data, too many strategies, and just too much noise. Um, thank you for sticking with me. If you've been a repeat um, you know, listener of the podcast and the Substack post, I, I have a hunch you're starting to see why breath is so important to track every day, daily, and intraday. Uh, and I call it the intention of Wall Street. If you're a hedge fund manager or if you're a manager at Vanguard and you manage $10 billion, you have to be invested. You can't have your money on the side in cash or at a, at a mutual like you know money market fund that money has to be working all the time and this is what they're doing they are uh, pooling all of their money into like seven to 15 names and that's how they're keeping this all afloat while they're selling off everything underneath but what happens now as they go after the magnificent seven there's, Microsoft is the only one above its 50-day moving average. What happens after you lose Microsoft? What happens if Apple next week falls below its 200-day moving average? What will keep the markets up? What is going to protect your 401k? You have to watch the markets and learn to do this yourself. Your financial advisors, if they're good, bless them. Keep them close to you but if they're run of the mill hey you can't sell now you're already down 50% because if you sell now you're gonna miss the greatest uh, rally days well yeah thanks why don't you tell me about this 50% downdraft in my account no one should care more about this your money than you so thank you again for sticking uh, with this podcast and Substack. I will see you guys next week. Have a great, blessed weekend. Be safe out there. Have a happy Halloween with your kids if you're doing trick-or-treating. Uh, and I'll see you next week.